Welcome back, podcast listeners. Today we have our girl, Nadine Muller, on our podcast today. And you know what? All you need to do is to jump on over to her Instagram page and you're going to know that she's our type of gal. We are going to be discussing resilience and tenacity. And this girl has got a bag full of stories that have shaped her to be one of the most positive thinkers I know. It's for information purposes only and a platform to share personal experiences. Please seek advice from your healthcare professional before making any changes to your current lifestyle. Stay tuned because the Alpha Babes podcast is about to go live in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Alpha Babes podcast. You're here with the Alpha Babes sisters, Hannah and Mia. Hello podcast peeps, hope you're all having an amazing day. Hannah and I have just sat down and we're excited to call Nadine. Um, she's a cool chick, let's just give you an FYI before we start. She's she's like, as Hannah said, she's very much like our type of girl. She's super chill, laid back, there's a few swear words in there, she talks with passion um, and she's right into her health and fitness and she's definitely someone that I think as Hannah said again, has so many cool stories to tell. And we're going to be talking about um, something that's super interesting is that how to live with tenacity. And also how to be resilient when tough times come because I think a lot of the time sometimes we just want to crawl under a rock or hide under our doona cover and, you know, we all have tough times that we're not, you know, never going to be without them. So this girl certainly has some stories to share, but um, we're going to get her on rather than listening to us ramble. We're going to give her a call right bloody now and you can hear from her yourself. Hello. 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 Welcome to hey the podcast. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so very much for having me. Now, listen, I so have exciting. I have a piece of paper beside me and I'm just going to tally all the F-bombs that you say in our podcast. <laughs> so I'll let you know Correct. your total at the end. <laughs> yeah. Please, at the end. That, that's actually a really good idea. Let's do that. Yeah. I was obsessed. I think yeah, I was watching so. you. I don't know if I'm trying to get to one end or stay on the other end. So <laughs> yeah. I laughed when I watched your stories and you were saying, that you were going to try and not use the F bomb anymore, like you were just, you know, you could oh, really go with that. She, she failed, failed. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't like the word failure, but yeah, I failed miserably. Yeah, <laughs> failed miserably. And the thing is, is no one, no one actually will was saying, yeah, you should do that. And I was like, no. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's part of your brand now, girl. Yeah, yeah exactly. You talk it. with passion. <laughs> well, there's nothing like a well-timed F bomb, good, bad, or indifferent. Exactly. There's, there's a sentence for an F bomb to be perfect. Absolutely. Well, listen, we've, we've given you a nice little wrap, so you'll have to listen back to this episode and, and hear what we said about you. Um, but we're going to launch straight in. We, we couldn't think of a better person to talk about resilience and tenacity than you. Um, we've been following you for a while and just to watch, you know, like I'm not going to tell you stories here, but just for mm. us to be watching how you did your pregnancy, oh, my God, 
Uh, but just how you what a joke. What a joke. Um, but how you how you shared your journey was so inspiring because you didn't you didn't hide from that tough time and you didn't hide under your doona cover. You chose to share it and I just think that that was really inspiring. So and super brave as well, especially on the land of Instagram, you know, where people like to yeah. only show the highlight reel or just show you what they want. You really gave a full insight to what you were going through at the time. Oh, I just, yeah. 100%. I just like a poor darling. Like I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be pregnant. <laughs> I didn't I didn't sell it very well. I was like, well, I'm basically contraception for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, That's all right. Yeah, just watch no, Nadine's stories do. for contraception. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get we're gonna get into question number one and um we just we want you to give us a little bit of background info on yourself, who you are, what you do, and what's your mission yeah. here on earth because there'll be some listeners of ours who haven't heard of you before. Um so yeah, yeah you've you've got 30 yeah. seconds. Look, <laughs> Sum 30 up your life seconds. in 30 oh, seconds. <laughs> go. Look, um how do you even go from there? Well, I guess like you both it's it's incredible how I think all of us whether it's whoever's listening, women worldwide and heck not just women, I think we're all today you know, in this today age, we're wearing all so many different hats and that's something that I definitely do, but know that I'm not alone in doing that. So okay. I will try to hit this all in in 30 seconds and my 30 seconds starts now, okay? <laughs> so first of all, um, look, at the moment I'm on long service leave and that's after maternity leave and that's from a service career. So I've been in the military now, goodness, 13 years. It's wow. gone so yeah. fast. It doesn't feel like it. Um, but that is indeed what I do full time, you know, typically. And then I guess, um, on the side of that, I, being aware of many hats, I never like to sit still. So I've had a lots of side hustles and, and more so in sort of the health and fitness realm where similar to you guys, you know, being that trainer and coach and being that firm commitment to health and fitness for others and guiding people in that direction. Yeah. Um, but certainly I guess more, and this is where mission sort of, really gets well and um you know weaved into here is I've really gone into this transformative space where now it's this presence in the online space where I am sharing as you said good bad and different yeah retelling retelling you know how else you say it the stories of my life I guess albeit mm-hmm. from a military perspective and I should say that is um you know I guess there's a lot of trauma nursing perspectives there and critical care and lots of things in that aspect mm-hmm. but you know, more so in the realm of matrescence and that journey to motherhood and pregnancy, birth, postpartum, all of that stuff. So I guess I've really now started in that exactly what you said at the start of this, that there's something about sharing a story and walking in that and that's what I'm doing at the moment and I'm, and fortunately I've been able to, you know, build it where now I get to do that um, online. So it's incredible. And then I guess when I add another hat to that, um, I guess my favourite hat, saving the best for last is, and insert all sorts of bloody sappy things here, <laughs> is the proud wearing of the hat that's being a, you know, devoted wife and uh, mum to my two young boys. And I guess that has been probably the biggest um, challenge as well as, you know, as, as you guys know, it's one of those things that has been a very tough transition for me, um, not just the first time, but second time even more so. And there's been times where... When, when I look at what I've done professionally, it's actually the things personally that have been yeah, my, hardest. my hardest thing. Yeah, it sent me to some pretty dark places. But again, in essence, yeah, it's my favorite hat, but it's also been my hardest hat. I fully share that. 
view yeah. so wholeheartedly. Hey, I being a mum is like the most rewarding, but also by far the most challenging job description oh. I've ever had. It's like, oh my god, it's, it's complete fuckery at times. Oh, there's one. Yeah, hey, <laughs> tally number one. But yeah, it's it's yeah. A, it's a, like I completely under like can fully understand what you mean by that term. Hey, yeah. um, so, and I don't know. I think whether or not similar to yourself, you know, you it do people that are high functioning individuals do and achieve a lot in life struggle the most with it because it's so humbling. What I mean by that is it gets you to. <laughs> This place oh, where it's yeah. like, you know what, the most you can achieve that day is having a cold cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about the newborn days. Yeah. So, I, you know, potentially. Yeah, I think, you know, being a new mum or just a mum, like, because I think any stage of a kid's life is new, especially if you've only got yeah. one like myself. It's always new stage. Um, but I think oh. it's it, I think it's the most, um, when you say humbling, I, I agree because I think you learn so much about yourself in the process yeah. and learn things yeah. about yourself that you probably don't like or didn't want to learn or, oh. or not are proud Amen. of. And I think that Amen. it's, yeah, it's humbling as a personal journey and... And, and but yeah. then you get the reward of seeing your you know your little babe grow up. So 100%. yes, the dichotomies of motherhood, I call it, <laughs> ups and downs. So w- brings me to my next question: what's what's three events that has most shaped your life? All right. So this one is so again, I'm going to talk about it where personal and professional for me is it still blows my mind, and I'm still kind of on this journey of of understanding how even though you might be accustomed to dealing and facing with things, um, you know, whether it's the circle of life, seeing birth and seeing death all in the one day, in any, any given day at work, and then, you know, or the life-altering perspective of you losing loved ones or whatever the case may be, then then it happens to you. So you see it at work and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yep, that's just an everyday thing, as in not an everyday, but you don't have that emotional aspect of being attached to it as such. Um, and I guess, I suppose, in my sort of realm of nursing, especially in the emergency and sort of critical care area, you can't get attached. Otherwise, you'll just, you you, you wouldn't be in that job for very long. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then it's funny that these events that I've seen a lot um, are the ones that significantly have also shaped me. So mm. um, if I talk about more recent events, so at the moment we're sort of dealing with a lot going on in our personal lives within our families where we're seeing this full circle of life thing happening. We're, we're literally losing loved ones as we speak. And when, when I say plural, that's because we're literally, no joke, three people within our family are dying mm. now, like mm. today. And it's, well, not as in not today, are dying. They're in the process of, yeah. you know, ending ending this time of their lives. So I think that is, when we talk about events that shape us and, and any aspect of that word, any type of change that comes about of that is usually something life-altering like that where you've seen a fragility in life or you've something big has happened like you've become a mum and that's definitely one of mine. So a life-shaping event was the day I became a mum. Yeah. And not just, and I'm not going to say the day I birthed that human being, my oldest, <laughs> it was the day that I went, wow, I'm pregnant. Mm. Because when, when um, for me, and we can sort of delve into this, I assume again I've I've amazing what assumptions do again I was like I surely I'm going to be one of those people that 
skips through fields of daffodils pregnant. I'm going to be riding a <laughs> unicorn. I'm going to wear a, you know, a flower crown. I'll be sipping on an alcohol-free Moscato or something. Pregnant, surely, surely. But no, pregnancy actually got me to the lowest and lowest or what I thought at the time for my first time anyway was was a really hard time. And that was a really tough thing for me as someone that is used to filling her 24 hours with as much personal development stuff as possible, working, studying, you know, just trying to get out the most out of your life in the shortest amount of time possible I was trying to do. Suddenly I was pregnant, couldn't do the basic functions of surviving. You know what I mean? Like literally laying in bed was enough. So was that because you – did you suffer with really bad morning sickness or – yeah, sorry, I should preface that. So, yeah, yeah I I can be, I suffered with a condition two times, so both of my pregnancies. Um, the second more, definitely um, more severe, but it's a condition called hyperemesis gravidarum. Now, for those listening at home and you might not hear or know what that is, essentially hyperemesis means basically vomiting a lot mm. and gravidarum means, um, you know, during pregnancy. So, so essentially think of it as gastro. For oh my God. 40 weeks straight. That's literally my, um, her biggest fear. My biggest fear is Thanks. gastro, and that's thanks to my son who gave me gastro five <laughs> times in one year. That is my yeah. living hell. Share I would every, rather, every day. I'd rather pass away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, honestly, <laughs> but there's actually no lie in that. That's like, I remember going, I actually resent being pregnant. And oh. here's someone that wanted, wanted, you know, it's a planned baby you you know you've got yeah. marriage you now want to you know all of the the beauty of being pregnant and, and that whole face of this is surely going to be an amazing experience was completely no for me yeah. and yeah. again I love stories I absolutely love stories because I've got girlfriends that are that typical like perfect smooth run boom yeah. like and then amazing just, like, from start to out. finish yeah and then pop it out yeah yeah, yeah. exactly then that's another thing that shakes me we'll get to that but um <laughs> but yeah so it was this, suddenly my whole world was reinvented purely because of this condition. Because as you can imagine, after a week of gastro, you're pretty down and out. Yeah, so how many, this when is, did that start for you, that condition? Yeah, so essentially uh, as soon as I, that's how I found out I was pregnant, really. Huh. Um, and so because I went, oh, that's weird. I feel really, really crook. This must be gastro, yeah. And, and then it sort of within a couple of days I went, no, nah, this isn't. I'm actually, I'll better do a pregnancy test. And then it was like, wow, this is so exciting. But then not really because then it just got worse. Wow. So initially I was like, wow, I don't know that experience. This must be morning sickness. And then and then next minute I'm, so to put it, to try to just condense this as much as possible, every third day I would be in hospital getting fluids, staying overnight so that I could just, you know, we know that live. you can't live without water after oh three days, you're, you're done. So I... You know, lost significant amount of weight. Um, obviously, you just survive. Like literally, they call it activities of daily living. So if you're just lying in a bed surviving, that yeah. is like the most exhausting part of your day. And just when did, living, yeah. When did that end? Was it just when you pushed the baby out and then it was over? Um. So I ended up no, no. Oh so God. I ended up being highly well. No. So that's how HD will usually finish. Because some ladies, it might be that get a reprieve at 20 weeks some get it aggressively gets worse and then literally a lot of you know literature and stats will talk about how though as soon as they 
first a placenta, that feeling is immediately gone. Wow. Um, for some people, so I was medicated my whole pregnancy, and, and I should probably also mention that. So as far as medication are concerned for women that have HG, um, it's and, and this sort of really hones home and brings home how severe it is, a lot of the medication are for cancer patients, as in for their nausea and vomiting. Yeah. And so you can imagine first-time parents, even second time around, and then I'm probably a little bit different in the sense where I'm used to medication being an earth and, and, you know, that doesn't, you know, I guess it's not a foreign thing for me. But any woman, any mum doesn't want to... Um, that's, that's hard you know, drugs. it's a whole like, oh my god, that this is my baby, and yeah. like, should I be taking this? But mm. the thing is, is and this is what I, I do a lot of sort of volunteer work in this space, and there's a organisation within Australia that um, a lot of HG mums come under. Anyhow, one thing that I think runs true for anyone with HG is they won't question medication. They're just like, I need help. Mm. So yeah, just give me that. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever you can do to help me to just survive another day, just give me that. Yeah. So yeah, look. Um, going back to your question, this HG was life altering, and whilst I'm putting it in a negative space, I'm very much saying that it is one of the three. I've got plenty of events that have shaped my life, but mm-hmm. one of that has, whilst was incredibly um, tough to go through and endure through, um, out of that. Fog, I guess, has been. It, it came parallel with lots of incredible things that happened too. And and while I don't like to put a lid on things as such, and it, it needs you know it needs to be discussed or what have you, it is something that I just go through, and a lot of other women go through, mm. to bring human life to the world. And it is what it is, yeah. and that's um, some people's reality. Yeah, yeah. Well, I now I feel. <laughs> Now I feel bad about complaining about my pregnancy. <laughs> mine, I was, I threw, yeah, anyway, mine was not like that. So that's just like hats off to you to, I mean, I know when you're pregnant, like you just don't have a choice. You're pretty much, you're like, well, that like this is it. This is bit like yeah. accepting that, that moment where you're like, I, I literally can't do anything. It's just like, no. it's like freeing, but it's also like you're trapped as well. So, oh, like, yeah. I get, remember my, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go. I remember a few people that don't. It, it is very misunderstood in the sense where there's, it's still it's coming out of the woodwork for sure, and there's heaps of stuff happening, sort of internationally and globally about it. It's fairly new because, as you can imagine, as in it's not new, but um, people are starting to really differentiate between morning sickness and now hyperemesis. Mm. And so, um, a lot of people are like, "Wow, you had five months off work. That's amazing." I was like. No, 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 no. I was dying. I would have rather. I would have rather go to work. Like, no, I just would have rather to felt okay enough to just go and have a day at work. Yeah. Um. You know, people like, oh, it must be. I remember because again, I I do have you know a background in health and fitness, and that's just part of part of who I am. Training is what I do as a as an everyday occurrence, or you know, as a part of our life. And that was taken away from me. People like, oh, it must be a nice, pleasant. Uh, not people, and and again, not ill intent, but. Um, oh, it must be nice to just have a break from all of that. It's like, no, no, no. My one <laughs> positive catalyst to any type of, you know, mental health support without, you know, you know, just training has now also been taken away from me. I can't even do that. I couldn't. Oh, so here's one that you will love. Train yeah. or drink. I, no, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> exactly. I remember my husband just being like, maybe we'll just try going for a walk. No, sorry. Yeah, that was. That was one other day. I said to him, 
I just today, it's crazy because your goalposts as far as what you can achieve in a day change. And what I mean by that is the weeks before pregnancy, I'm in the gym doing, you know what I mean? Like doing my usual, you know, training sort of performance, aesthetic goals, whatever the case may be. Do you know what I mean? And, And that was then like, okay, close that door for a second. And then I remember literally going, I just want to do something. So I went, I'm going to go for a walk around my block. To put it to like so simply, I went, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go for a walk around my block. I just said, I've got to get out of bed and I've just got to go. And I was in bed so much, here's another thing, that I had bed sores on my bum from being in bed for so long. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, and as like, I'm a nurse. That is is what elderly people get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not all right. Anyway, so I went, I'm going to get myself up. And, again, I'm severely dehydrated. I can't remember the last time I would wee or go to the toilet. Anyway, no, I'm saying I'm just going to go. And I got to the top of my street. My street's about 50 metres long. I rang up my husband. He had to carry me home. Literally, I'm crying. And this is from, you know, again, weeks prior to that. I'm in a competitive space. Totally fine, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that really, um, and that was, I'm I'm sort of more touching on my second pregnancy. Um, It was very much even more severe than my Mm. first, but that sort of really paints the picture of it it was a complete change of my life, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. for during my pregnancy, yeah. So, you know, those lives, events that tested you and and I mean you're in an event right now which is that full circle of life with you know there's members Mm. of your family what Mm. what have you learned about yourself and you and you can either do that now with your current event of you know um saying goodbye to these people or whether you want to talk Mm. from your pregnancy point of view but what what were the lessons you learn about yourself um through dealing with this or you might not have dealt with it, but what what would you no. say you got out of these really hard events? Yeah, look, I think it's about knowing that irrespective of who we are and, and what we work so hard to do and be, sometimes life just fucking collides. And sucks. And, <laughs> uh, and sucks, yeah. you know what I mean? And it doesn't fucking matter yeah. how hard you do this or work towards this, just sometimes life collides and sometimes all at once yeah. in the situation that we're in and and as far as lessons go it's just you know yep life isn't fucking perfect one bit there there is just times when you know whilst whilst it's so easy to be like embrace it the thing is is our hardship all of the stuff that we go through is what we go through and it is happening whether we like it or not and the sooner we just surrender to it and I say surrender not in the sense of like let's put our had up our white flag like we're done. It's more just like we're down and out for now, but mm. we're not going to be forever. This can't last forever. And mm. this is what I say to myself all the time because I'm like, what the actual hell? But, but it's like you're surrendering your expectations of correct. yourself. You know, like with the, are those expectations, they rule our lives yeah. if we let it. Um, 110% and that like, mental chatter. Yeah. And so when you say surrender, you say, well, <laughs> I'm I'm expecting nothing of myself. Yeah. Especially like going to the pregnancy thing, you would have had to surrender your idea of what it would be like to be pregnant and go through all those things, surrender what you thought it would be like and be like, well, that's not what it is. This is what it is and I 100%. surrender to that. 
yeah, and, 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 and accept it. Yeah, like, that's, accept, that's the hardest fucking thing. Acceptance is hard, man. Do you, you know agree? what I was going to say? So it's those two. It's practice surrendering. Yeah. It's practicing acceptance. And the thing is, is I thought I did that after my first child. Yeah. The thing is, though, is once I did it again, as in once I had to truly surrender and truly accept, thinking that I had before, but perhaps I didn't. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to say now I didn't. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that whole, you know, it's so easy, isn't it, for anyone. It doesn't matter how resilient, how mentally tough, how just, you know, put together you are in any aspect, and, and this could relate to anything. But the thing is, is it's so easy to slip into that whole monologue of, why is this happening to me? What mm. did I do to deserve this? Yeah. Um, you know, I often, because I joke a lot, you guys, you guys know, I, I almost lighten up life with humour because that's mm. what I've always done. And yeah. if I didn't do that, I reckon I'd be in a mental asylum yeah. right now. So yeah. I laugh about stuff as a coping mechanism. It doesn't work for a lot of people, but it does work. And you'll find a lot of people in my sort of jobs or like ambos, police, like fireys, they have this really warped sense of humour because it, it is something that, they deal with shit like this all the time. Yeah. Well, not shit like this, but just things that aren't kosher fairly often. So they turn to this sort of humour thing, right? And But regardless, even though same people are still saying the same thing, I, I've often been saying, you know, this, and I own 10 black cats and blah, 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 but it's still that mo- um, monologue, isn't it, of why is this yeah. happening to me? Mm. It's, still that, it's still that mental chatter of, you know, what do I do to deserve this? Yeah, understanding that you know we've we've got to at some point just go all right it's okay I'm down and out now I've just got to keep moving forward as hard as that is and 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 I don't know it's one of those things where I've literally had to go you know what if I'm just taking one step at a time and and again my perfectionist self and my my usual you know ability to just get the stuff done and get Oh, no. Uh, please uh, hold the, on on the short interim break we, where we have lost connection. We were just getting to the oh, juicy we stuff too. Hang on. Hang on. We're calling him I know you guys are at the seat of, uh, front seat of your pants. Is that what you say? So? Oh, who knows? I'm flustered, <laughs> man. We've got to get back on the phone. <laughs> She's probably still talking. Ooh, I don't Hello? know what happened. <laughs> no, it said poor connection. I don't know what was going on. Anyway, oh. anyway carry on. We filled in with an um, intermission break. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, what was I saying? Anyhow, it was about, yeah, your thing about practicing surrendering and acceptance, mm. but truly doing that. Because we can say, oh, I surrender. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I accept it. But there's a lot of work in that. Yeah. There's truly so much work that is raw, that is so exposed, nerve ending form out yeah. there. But, <laughs> I, but I also like, I, I think the interest, the thing that I relate on, and I think it's worth saying, is that our identity shifts and changes as we go through different phases of life, right? So, you know, even just me personally, like my perception of strength means, you know, I'm able to, you know, face things head head on and I'm able to just soldier on and I can do it myself and I don't need this, whatever. Like if that's my identity of what strength is, there have been times Mm -hmm. core shaking experiences in my life recently too um, where my definition of strength has not been what I thought it was. It's been mm. me crawling or me going inwards and not feeling strong, but in fact I am. You know, it's just a different – it's like a different fucking like 
uh, it's like the word is just growing into something more. Strength takes on this whole new, I guess, new way of looking. Yeah, and I think that's because Mm -hmm. you're entering, I guess, a new phase of your life and new experiences. No, I just think life sends you core shaking um, events, and they're always there to teach you something. Mm. Always there, and 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 it is hard. And I think it's it's connecting, like it's it's molding us in. We don't believe it at the time. But in the time that follows, and perhaps even then, you still go, I don't understand this. Why? Yeah. But it's all happening. Whether you're spiritual, religious, whatever the case may be, you know, there's all there's been all these things more recently, and I'm not too sure where you're sort of heading with yours. But it's like these things where something's stopping you. Something mm. is telling you to a slow down or b yeah. you know whatever the case may be. Listen to those. Yeah. Why? Totally. Like the other day, I couldn't help but wonder. I don't know if you guys have tuned into this. The other day, I had a Dave that. Literally, you wouldn't read about it. And I went home, not to not to say have a drink of wine to heal your sorrows, but I went home and literally had a debrief on my social media with a bottle of wine. Anyhow, the day went a little something like this. I I palliatively care for my um, family member, and so I first of all went and did that, and that's a, that's a big day in itself. Absolutely. Um, with after that, I then went and visited my other family member who's in hospital. Um, then. Uh, and so saw them, bit of a sad time, but, you know, beautiful time nonetheless. Great. Saw them. Awesome. Moving on. Need to get home now. We, My husband was with me, which was great because we were doing a few things that day together. One of them being at one of the homes, um, their, uh, what do you, kitchen flooded. So I brought Dane with me to do oh. some, hey, hubby, can you do that? So we were just cleaning up the mess there. Anyhow, then... <laughs> We get on the highway home because we're like, shit, we've got to sort out our kids. We get on the highway home and we have a burst, like our tire along no. the highway. Oh, get, no. I'm talking kaboom. Like it could have been actually very yeah, dangerous. So and we're along, we're along the highway. Boom, tire gone. Um, then uh, where we were, we couldn't, RSEQ couldn't uh, come and get us. Anyway, a long story. Then I... We get home and that morning I just so happened, so the irony for all of this is my car, the reason why we were in my husband's car was my car was getting new tyres put on. Oh. Funnily enough, my husband's <laughs> tyres were the ones that blew. Anyway, we get to my car. We get to my car finally, or I do, um, and my um, I got a friend to drop me off there because we didn't have my husband's car, so she <laughs> dropped me there. Hadn't organised dinner or anything, so I went and paid my tyres, grabbed my keys, good, they closed and they left. I then went to Woolworths, quickly grabbed some new food to come back out. No one's around, it was pretty late. Anyway, then I go to start my car. My car didn't start, my battery's dead. Oh and I'm like, God. are you serious? Like this is all in a space of say 10 hours. It didn't end there. There was a few more oh, things right. that happened and it's a very convoluted story. But all this stuff happened at once and I'm like, going back to where I'm going with this story is, what was it that day that the universe was telling mm-hmm. me to stop doing? Yeah. What was it? Like there were lots of, there were literally lots of things that just stopped me. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We will never know. But I hold firm on the fact that, yep, I didn't lose my shit over that day. I didn't. I actually just laughed because I went, how can it get much Any worse than this? Yeah. What, like, I mean, it could get a lot worse than that. And, and I think that's what I hold on to. I'm looking at the things that went incredibly right because there were lots of things that went incredibly wrong with that day or could yeah, have. Yeah. But 
but going back to what you're saying about um, things being how they're meant to be or signals or universe or whether you're bloody religious or spiritual, whatever the case may be, there was something in that day. Mm. There was something, there was a message, there was something in that day, don't know what it was, never will know, but, you know, and that is just what, call it as you will. Mm. So, you know, what What do we do? How can we not welcome them but just sort of go, that is a life lesson in some shape, way or form. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I think um, uh, when we start to analyse with why questions, we, we can get stuck in the negative emotion of the actual event and we, we almost are better to redirect our thoughts to, you know, what's the lesson in this, mm. you know, or what's the yeah. gift in this experience or, you know, what can I learn or all, all those sort of other questions other than why. But even just that redirection of humour helps not let the negativity stick. It almost helps not to fixate yeah. on it, isn't it? Because it's so easy to fixate on the you know, the, the negative, like, oh, my God, my car's broken, yeah. all this bad shit's happening, blah, Literally, blah, blah. like, that's, you've, like that a, was a shit day. It was a shit day. <laughs> we'll call it that what it is. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It was a shit day. So, I mean, I yeah. guess that would be some incredible advice to, to give someone, hey, is to read, like, what would you say I to somebody that. Um, if they're having like this horrible time or horrible events happening or just having a really fucking shit day, what advice would you give to someone? Would it be redirect to humour or or what would you say? Yeah, oh, look, again, it's, it's dependent on the circumstances for sure. But I think um, when it comes to that, it's, uh, what I used to do a lot is put a lid on things and just carry on. I have yeah. this get shit done approach mm. and whilst I know that that is really important and in some aspects and certainly and, and hence why I'm like that is because of my professional career I have mm. to be like that however in certain in a lot of personal circumstances what is really important as well is first like that first acknowledgement and experiencing what you're experiencing mm. I think it that that's part of it if you if your first thing is like holy shit I just want to cry about this and, yeah, provided that it's a, an opportunity where you can, well, then do that. Mm. However, like, I also think that my advice for anyone is going, yeah, be down and out for a second, but don't fucking unpack and live there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gather, your, gather your stuff, yeah. look at it, um, you know, look at everything at close range. And what I, what I think has happened to me more recently, and it's been like, again, I, as I said, it's a, a full life collision. But what it's allowed me to do is get really fucking discerning. Mm. It's allowed me to get really like hone in on what's important and what's not. Really mm. start to shuffle like, okay, you know what, that is actually not high on the priorities list. That's got to go. Mm. Um, you know, I've really become this almost this white noise eradicator. Like that, <laughs> yep, don't have time for that. Yeah. And it's whilst it's not about knee-jerk reactions and I don't, I'm not trying to say advice I'd give to people is to just make huge crazy choices. I am someone, though, who is all about taking action. Now, more recently, um, I was meant to go back to work. Um, and there's more in that space, which I'll, I'll get into perhaps at another time. But mm. basically, I've made really big life decisions centered around some big things that have happened. And it doesn't, it can't and doesn't feel any more liberating than how I feel right now. It's amazing. And it's that choice. Yeah, it's that choice to take ownership for my own life. Yeah. And because this is the other thing, I think I'm someone, a bit of a realist, let's not complain about something that's happening in your life if you're not doing something towards changing that. Yeah, amen. And so, 
do you know do you know what I mean? So I Amen. went, holy shit. Absolutely. I can't go back to work right now. If yeah. I went back to work and I've got you know, and I love what I do. I genuinely do love what I do. I there is there is things that I do in the military space that ignite my soul like never before. But then again what I was saying before about getting really freaking discerning and honing in on what's important, that is not important right now. Yeah. And so I again, and that's someone like yourself, career oriented people. Mm. that are letting go temporarily or long-term, whatever the case may be for people, I have more than ever started sharing about this in my on my social media and, oh, my God, do the women come out of the woodwork of, <laughs> yes, I just want, I can't do my job anymore or I yeah, need yeah. to just temporarily let it go. Guess what? Our job is going to be there and if it's not, you know, we can work towards it again if, if it's a, a job or career or whatever the case may be. I truly believe, though, the things that we're then putting in front of that, aka family or whatever the case may be, which is your number one important role right now, is more important than a job will freaking ever be. Your job ends at, what, 50, 65 or whatever, whenever yeah. you choose to end that. Yeah. The, the, the people or whatever you're dispositioning to come first is your whole life. Oh, right? so, and so, so true. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, about so prioritizing. Prioritizing and and with you know sharing that it's like people find it really hard though and and this is where I I when I share this so many people went yeah but how hard was that to actually do and I'm like you're right it is actually really hard to go boss I'm not coming on Monday but guess who you're most finding it hard with yourself actually yourself yeah yourself yeah yes it's that it's that hang on a second no I'm meant to do it all. Yeah. yeah. My advice to anybody is, no, 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 you do not have to do it all. And if anything, more recently, I've been sharing this um, thing that everyone is really just resonating so much. And it's the fact that whilst I'm all about motherhood and parenting and all of this stuff doesn't stop you from being who you want to be or achieving, I, I firmly believe that. Whilst if you, you know, maintain realistic goals, I truly believe that anyone, despite being a mum or not, can achieve whatever the hell they want to, right? Absolutely. However, I also truly believe that sometimes life freaking collides and sometimes you cannot do it all and be that person to everyone and everything. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And so why is it that women, I think women are the worst, <laughs> we want to be seen to do it all. And now it's not about yeah. gratification or anything like that. It's ourselves. Yeah. We are, <laughs> it's, it's us that we have to convince. Yeah. Of course, we're going to tell everyone. No, yeah, my family comes first. Of course, it does. But, it's, but actually, it's, deciding it's pretty hard. It's so interesting because you know you can have a career and feel confident within a career, but then in mm. your life as a mum or as a wife or as a partner, you might not necessarily have that same sort of confidence. And I think sometimes, sometimes what you know I see in working with people is that. They, 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 they get so nervous to just do what they want to do because they've been so used to pleasing and answering everyone else <laughs> that basically what yeah. happens is they forget to take, they don't take responsibility for themselves. What they do is they hand their responsibility over to somebody else and it avoids them from being. I think that's also because it's easy to then blame others when it doesn't work. Well, yeah. No, that is, yep. 
can be. I just be. got goosebumps. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah, 100%. But it, it, it can also be the fact that in us, we have to spend a good portion of our life figuring out what it is that we truly desire. What do we desire? Mm. What is in mm. us that actually goes, yeah, I want that? Because we spend so much of our life saying we don't want this, I don't want that to happen. If this was to come into my life, it would be the worst thing ever. But focusing on what it is that you do want means that you have to get in touch with your desires. And as females, we're so self-serving that mm. to put ourselves first or to actually go, well, hang on a minute, I, I don't know, can I be like this as a mum? Can I can I turn up and say, yeah, this is what I actually want? Like it's having that courage and that voice to say, yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't care yeah. what anyone else thinks because um, we do yeah. live in a people-pleasing society and, and that's the hardest thing is is not looking to others for that validation, acceptance and that attention and going, well, where's my voice in this and what do I want? And that is so clear in your story about saying right now in my life, I value family and mm. that is my number one value and you can pick up and leave your career whenever you choose, which is great. It's just like that hat. You put it on and you take it off. Um, but you just couldn't do that. Like you couldn't go back to work. You'd be so out of alignment with your own values. Oh, um, just- 100%. And I think that it, it's being honest. That was, I think the, a lot of it was we can go back to the surrendering. It was going back to the acceptance of yeah. saying, I can't do it all. It was hang on all the hats I'm wearing in the other space. Yeah. And even if you weren't wearing too many hats and you just had one, but that was overwhelming, that's enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and as you said, it's kind of, it's getting really honest with yourself mm. and there's something liberating about that. And there's so much self discovery when yeah. we get to these really like pits of our existence yeah. because it's about managing You've already said it. It's managing the most important relationship mm. ever, and yourself. that's with ourselves. Yeah, it's so true. That is with ourselves. It's sometimes the most terrifying so, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. What would you say would be a mantra that you live by? You know, like you're in these hard times. <laughs> You you have a lot yeah. of one liners like you just need to jump I on do, your do You do <laughs> apart from yeah apart from the swearing ones yeah <laughs> look we've kind of touched on it today um, I've talked about that you can do freaking anything you know yeah. provided they're realistic I'm not I'm not someone that is you know up in the air marshmallows but you can do anything but you can't do everything at 110% all at once that's what I want to say so like again yeah you could do everything but you might be doing it at 80% I don't like 80% I want 100% so I would rather do you know what I can to the best of my ability and that's where you know where I've talked about that shift with letting go of a job um that's because then I can still wholeheartedly focus on what I'm doing Mm. and and not give 20% to my workplace and 20%. No, 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 no. This is about 110% devoted my time, attention, my love and compassion to what needs to happen right now. So definitely that one. Um, something that I said a lot during pregnancy, if I could touch on that, is I always, often with a bloody trembling voice, girls, and often with shaky hands because I couldn't even stand, um, and often at the bottom of my shell while my freaking two-year-old would say what's wrong with mummy I would often say hard is not impossible yeah and that is like because yeah hard is freaking hard 
But yeah. sometimes you just need something mm. to say, look, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It is it is hard, but the fact that it's hard means you're doing it right now. Yeah. So it's not impossible. I have um, once, we I have talked about similar. reframing a lot. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Yep, reframing. I've, we, we talked about reframing. Hey, we talked yeah. about how like sometimes if, if it means that you add a little bit of humour, then you do. If, yeah. if um if it's something where you know we have sleep deprivation serious flaws with our younger one, like our youngest now, <laughs> and often like I'll walk into his room at two o'clock in the morning, like or I'm about to walk from my room to his, and I'm just like f bomb, f bomb. I can't believe it. I'm so tired. I've got so much to do tomorrow, whatever the case may be. And then I literally have to do this. I have to reframe the. I don't have to. I get to because the reality is is this child of ours (laughs) is a bit of a wild card and shouldn't be here in this life today. We're very lucky people to have him here today. And so often I remember during my newborn phase with him, I was like, I'm holding a baby that shouldn't be here. And I remember when he was feeding around the clock, I was so exhausted, but I remember just being like, this is fucking amazing. Because the thing is, is reality was, this very moment could not have been mine. This yeah. very story might not have been mine. And whilst I'm very careful about saying my heart is someone else's easy and someone else's easy is my absolute hard, the thing is is we can't underestimate the power of knowing that our situation, someone else is doing so much harder. There is power in that. So true, but it's not, not – we don't need to go down that comparison. It is what it is for not, that person. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's significant yeah. to them, yeah? Yeah. And, and Absolutely. one of the things that I, I thought was I've bloody been going on about this book on my Instagram stories called The Choice. You need to read it, girl. Actually, yes, I have heard you say that. Freaking yes. amazing. Um, but one of the – Does it come in, does it come in um, like audio? Yes. Evil, uh, audio? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, one of the things that you, what you said in the shower about, you know, um, hard is not impossible is very similar to what this lady had said in this book who was a Holocaust survivor – uh, she ended up being Ooh. a pile of bodies, right, and was about wow. to die. But she lived with a mantra, and her mantra was really interesting. She said, if I survive today, if I survive today, tomorrow I will have freedom. And I oh think, my God. oh, like goosebumps. Because goosebumps, yeah. It, it, her tagline on her book is, even in hell, hope can flower. And I just think oh, that in your di- yeah, goosebumps, yeah. right? Your darkest days, when you are down and out, and you don't even know if you can survive another day, holding on to hope and repeating those those things in your mind that 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 get you to cling on to something is everything. Mm. And it, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. your hope statement will sound different to mine. I certainly used one of throughout course. my entire childhood. But it redirects it into, I guess, something that you can do. Like it just keeps, mm-hmm. it pushes you forward. And I think the beauty that this book talks about is a, a lot of her therapy is on choice therapy. And and she really talks about the fact that we, we always have choices. We always yeah. have choices. And I think that when we are in those really dark days and those, you know, those pits and we think we just cannot get out, we always yeah. Have choices. Mm. I just it just yeah. reframes it. You yeah. know, where's my I choice? Love that. I where's, love that. where's my choice in the shower today? 
where's the choice yeah. when yeah. you know I'm looking at my loved one who's in suffering in hospital like where's the where's what can I do in this moment where yeah. where is it it's just so powerful it's almost I, like saying how are you going to show up for today like I'm putting it down yeah. to another example of of not maybe not super super heavy but you know how am I going to show up in my workout today you know how am I that's a choice yeah whether you have a good workout or a bad workout or it's a choice whether you you know are kind or unkind and your choice whether you you know um, make a good parenting choice or a bad parenting choice but um you know (laughs) yeah for sure like I think mantras are a really really cool thing to live by um one that just before I cut you off, but what I was going to say was uh, a mantra that I went through in two particular, one really hard time in my life and then one when I was pregnant was it's it's um, not always going to be this way. And I would fantasize about yeah. the time where it wouldn't be the time that it was. <laughs> but it, it gets you through, yeah, like exactly just retouching what Hannah said. It's like reframing where your thought pattern is and, and put it onto hope that it won't always be that way. So 100%. if we if we can because we have we've got several more questions but we've just talked up a storm as we knew that we would <laughs> if we could if we could leave you with or if you could leave our audience with I guess you know a kind of a wrap up around you know what it takes to be resilient face hard times the tenacity to get through you know how would you sum that up what would you say to our listeners just to what be able I, to uh, get through honestly I think yeah. I think first and foremost, apart from sort of what I mentioned before about just bloody discerning and taking ownership of your life and just moving forward, but also accepting where you're at and surrendering and, and practicing true self-acceptance or acceptance mm. of the situation. I think um, one thing that I've most definitely sort of has come out of the woodwork for me personally, and it's uh, it's incredible because I think I was telling a story and it's not until more recent stories, as in you know my story in the last couple of years, that I've realised that perhaps I've had many untold stories that haven't surfaced and it's not until now that I've reached this very culminating point or more recently that um, I truly am in that space now. And it's about the whole, I think for many of us, we, I guess in essence I'm trying to say, I am beckoning others to tell their story. Because whilst we think that, um, you know, what, that's a negative story or, you know, I should only share stories that, enrich people's lives or you know I don't want to share an ugly one I, I, I should only people only want the positive stories the mm. thing is is even sharing well one I, I personally think that there's nothing more painful or agonizing than a story that's harboring or festering inside of us like yeah. I laugh about it but it's so true that's negative or that scares people or scares ourselves and we haven't actually spoken about it, whether that's to a friend or to a health professional or whatever the case may be, there's hurt in that and it needs to come out. So whilst I, you know, think that sometimes there's lots of internalising, sometimes there's things that only we can do for ourselves, it's it's being not afraid of your story and, and it's being okay with the fact that your story, whilst it might not be for you, it will be therapeutic for you to tell it. And it will also, whilst you don't think it at the time, you think that it's not a positive story, it's not going to enrich others. The thing is, is it will be a life-altering perspective to others. And that's where I'm at now. So even though a lot of my things are harboring negative um, situations or negative environments or things that aren't kosher, things that aren't great, the thing is, is we can still enrich people's lives by allowing them to see that sometimes life is shit. Yeah. 
but we can always get to the other end. And if nothing else, that person will say, my life's pretty good. That thing that I argue with my husband today is actually not a big deal. The fact that he, you know, did this or did this, the fact that my coworker, blah, 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 did this. Sometimes by watching on to other stories or listening to what other people are going through at that point in time allows us to look inward to our, you know, to our own stories and go, okay, wow, I know where I'm at or, you know what, I want to do this because of this. So, yeah, I think it's sharing. Don't feel like you need to harbour it. Share it if if you will. You're not alone. Like if it's one thing that I've learned, it's the fact that we're not here to walk the trodden path alone. And sometimes, even as alpha females, I put myself in that in that you know shoe of you know I've got this facade, or it's meant to be, where you look like you know you're a, uh, you're a nurse, you're an emergency nurse, you're in the military, you've got all, but that's okay. That that doesn't define who you are. It doesn't mm. say that you have to be strong and you can't show raw, exposed nerve endings of yours. Mm. We're all human. It doesn't matter what you do. You're still at the end of the day, and you know, a human that has feelings, and it's okay to not be strong all the time. Yeah, yeah and I think that telling that story is, you know, your first step to giving that gift of self acceptance. When you hear it out loud, and then you actually hear other people hear you in that story, and they go, "Me too." There is something so, and it, they might not be able to completely identify with your entire no. story, but there will be aspects that make that pe- make that person feel not alone. And when yeah. we want to hide, and when we don't share our our truth, that is that is like debilitating. It is completely oh, exactly. debilitating and it stops you from being your authentic self. And I think a lot of the time people can look at Instagram or those people who share so openly. I know you're constantly an open book on your Instagram. You know, people can think, oh, she's so confident with it. She's, you know, whatever. But the thing is, is that, you know, you you have your down days. You have those those times where you know, you wish it was someone else other than yeah. yourself going, well, yeah. going You're trying to, to go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's courage, isn't it? And Brene Brown talks a lot about that surrender process and that courage and, and just to be brave enough to face it yourself. And, and sharing it just connects you with so many people, um, that vulnerable oh, space. It's just, it's beautiful. It's mm. really, really. And as you said, with courage, I think, yeah, courage, Looks different. Courage doesn't mean, you know, you're all out guns blazing. Courage can be that small bloody voice at the bottom of the shower saying hard is not impossible. Totally. That's, that's courageous. Absolutely. Or, you know, are you are you the person that's completely resilient and, and, and in the face of, you know, a tragedy or whatever, you're there crumbling inside but from the outside you look great. See, yeah. we don't know what yeah. people, you that's know, true. and it, more than ever I've realised that we Every single day, we're passing people on the street, maybe not more recently, but no, now we are, aren't we? But, you know, we do not know what people are dealing with behind closed doors. We have no idea. Yeah. And and in any given moment, what that person might, that phone call that just changed their entire life or they've just walked out of whatever the case may be, we have no idea. No idea. Yeah. So we've got to remain open, yeah. Yeah, remain open, embrace with love, a smile. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, just openness. I think that that's a very rare thing and uh, it's, it's something that you do just so naturally. But listen, 
we're we're we've passed the fifty five <laughs> yeah. minute mark. We've got to we've got to value your time. Wrap you're, it up. Yeah. But before we go, and where can people where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah, cool. Just my name. So at Nadine Mullen, you'll find me there. You will. Uh, it is often not censored, so you've been warned. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if you if you want to know what not and you know necessarily organised life is like, and it's sometimes a shit fight and chaos, but that's reality and, and normal then yeah come yep. my way happy yeah, to have you cool. awesome <laughs> all right well listen we really we value your time and your input um thank there's you. some real good nuggets in this podcast so thank you so much um and thank you so and much, yeah we'll, we'll have to do this again yeah it was we'll always a lot of fun for sure absolutely absolutely right. thanks girls have See a great you. day thanks, and thank you so much for reserving space bye bye, bye.